Welcome to the Grey Wolf Podcast. Episode 6 of Grey Wolf Footy is here. It is Ned. I am back, joined by the madman, Matt Grace, looking madder than ever. The legs are out. It's minus 3 degrees, but he doesn't care. And Johnny Fitz as well. <laughs> How are you, boys? I'm pretty good. Thanks, Ned. I'm pretty warm, not cold, but... You know, I'm good now that I've seen his legs. To be honest, it's a it's a fair <laughs> set of pins. It is, man. And uh, you know, Madman will be fighting off those ladies. But dude, it you got to sort of let us other people. I guess John and I both have significant others, so it doesn't matter for us. But man, you can't be having those legs out 24 seven like that. Sorry, well, I haven't uh, covered up at work, so I've got <laughs> not, to. Otherwise, otherwise, uh, yeah, the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, we'll leave that conversation there. I think. <laughs> but no, no, it's. Uh, yeah, I, I always wear shorts when I can, so I'm just it is, that. It is how it is, man. Now, yeah. guys, show last week, absolutely loved it. Love the shout-outs. Very good all around. And thank you. I was doing, you know, the, the thing with painting and whatnot, and it was good that you let me do that. I just want to tell you a quick story. I said to Madman Matt Grace before you got here, Fitzy, yep. I'm like, you want to see what I did last week? I looked at him, the answer was clearly no. And then he's like, yeah, I'm just going through the teams, mate. And then I'm like, okay. Uh, change the subject real quick. And here we are. That's oh, well, there you go. Like, so. The answer was no. No, he did not. And I yeah, appreciate no, that was, the enthusiasm. That, that, that was a bit rude. Sorry, Neddy. But no, I did think about them walking. I thought Ned was going to show me his painting, but that's tried okay. tried to and you said no. Yeah, I was... You know what it's like at this time on a Thursday. I'm all, all engrossed in the team. So. Exactly. AFL is much more important, <laughs> and I agree with that, boys. Now, tell us about your boy. You want to send a shout-out? Sad times. Yeah, it's sad times, isn't it, Fitzy? The, uh, probably the guy that was probably going to win a brown, though, in his first year, Matt Rowell, obviously did the shoulder, so very similar to Gaz's. Uh, little incident a few years back, but uh, it's very disappointing times because we were all going to have to trade him out because he's out for three months, so... Um, but I was saying to, to our fellow supercoacher, Carl, who I work with, Fitz, that he's better off having the surgery, coming back fully fit next year and still playing, you know, another 13 years in the AFL rather than risking yeah. it and having yep. to miss multiple seasons. So yeah, it's definitely worthy of uh, what they're doing. Yeah, it's uh, it's good management by the Gold Coast Suns, really. Like, you can't be risking your, your prize number one draft pick with a, a serious shoulder injury. So surgery is the smartest idea I, I would have mm. thought. I mean, as much as it'd be nice to see him out there playing again this season, I think you've got to look at it long term. Like, this is a guy who could win multiple Brownlows and could have almost won yep. one this year. Like, it sucks for, for fantasy coaches, but at least everybody's got him. So, you know, sure. I mean, everyone who's serious has got him anyway. So it's a real shame, and it would have been great to see him, you know, pole high in the brown low which he was looking like he was going yeah, to would have so. made our live show look really good if it, we were going to do that so. i know i know and maybe we'd get him on as a guest but here's a question for you has he played enough footy to win the rising star no 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 no, no that'd be a bit harsh I, I, yeah. especially on someone that plays the full season but i mean is there anyone else out there that's um lighting it up like oh you got well, Curtis yeah. Taylor from North doing okay yeah. Starsevich at Brisbane Max King's doing pretty yeah. good well, there's a lot of other options yeah. uh, I'm on the Curtis Taylor bandwagon I think that kid's a gun but because uh, Sportsbet paid out Rao for the Rising Star Award oh did they? already so Jesus. they paid him out after round two I think so it's uh, wow. yeah it's interesting times Nenny but uh, definitely for fantasy coaches we've got to pull one out for Matty Rao yeah I love how Madman did not even hesitate with that question that's why he's the expert <laughs> man he said no before you'd even finished uh, asking the question how are your fantasy teams looking there though boys well i think you're still doing all right fitzy i had yeah. average week i mean i traded out had to trade out five because i was buggered with a couple other injuries but i bought in maxi gorn who went massive and 
Um, yeah, a couple others that I was looking to trade out. I was going to trade Curtis Taylor and he turned yeah, up and Dan yep. Houston as well, who also turned yeah, up. So yep. I held on to those guys and they're going to, they've turned it around um, yeah. for me, which is good. But um, yeah, still a couple of trades this week with obviously Matty Rowell and um, probably going to look at uh, Butterick out as yeah, well because his break even quite high. So. Yeah, I see Tyler Brown's been dropped as well, yeah, so he's probably hurts. one that needs to go. But I managed to stay in the top 500, but I think I just about hit every bullet from the round, including uh, Sicily had a bad score, Bont had a bad score, Rao got injured, uh, Rookie's underperforming. So pretty much every box I managed to tick, which is a good effort. But I was pretty happy with my few trades. I brought in Daniel and uh, Jake Lloyd, and they both did pretty well. So yep. I'm hoping I can stay towards the top after after this week, but uh, obviously, yeah, uh, Matty Rowell out is going to be hard to yeah, replace. So yeah. I still haven't quite decided uh, who I'm going to bring in yet, but I'm, I'm sort of thinking I might aim for a top-level mid- midfielder. Uh, yeah. I think I think we need to think about, about our, our sort of final team structure, and it's very unlikely slash impossible we're going to end up with, you know, eight 600K midfielders this year. I yep. think we're going to have to settle for probably two cheaper guys and six guns. So my sort of thought process goes to if I bring in, say, Dangerfield or... Tom Mitchell this week that at least gets me my six guns and then I can just bring in whoever for my last yeah. two spots so Tom Mitchell's quite cheap I was actually looking at him myself so he is and we actually had a a fan question Eddie I'm just looking for it now from uh from Uncle Ross from oh, Ross I do Lawson. remember that, oh, that I, was, I was expecting you to fan. say John O'Carroll because Sunday night I think it was Fitzy I got a message from our mate John O with his uh team score that he did pretty well and he was pretty proud and Stuff yeah, like that. I know, so well I, you mustn't have replied to him. So that's why he sent me a message. <laughs> oh, so. oh, if, Shots fired from if the Jono did, If Jono didn't message me, nobody would. So yeah. big shout out to that guy. But we did get one question in from Ross a week after we originally posted the article. But hey, uh, he's a busy man. He's a busy man and, and a great friend of the show. Uh, and he was wondering about the Essendon versus Melbourne catch up match. Uh, obviously, where the highest of two scores are going to apply in that week, which is a great way that they've done it because the double game score would have been absolutely rubbish. But uh, with this in mind, DUI off guys like Shield, uh, Zach Merritt, Gorn, Petraka, and et cetera. What's your thoughts on that, Gracie? Yeah, I think so. I think, I mean, by then, by the time that game comes around, you're going to probably have Gorn, I think. But yep. someone like a Petraka, um, like I've got Viney myself, but he's sort of dropped off after his first couple of games. But I think um, Petraka's definitely one to look at. He seems to still be doing quite well, even yep. though yep. Melbourne are... Are struggling, so um, the only thing you got to be worried about Melbourne fits in. I read it today is Melbourne have the worst retention rate when they kick the ball inside fifty, right. yep. and the top player is Max Gorn. You wouldn't really? believe it. He wow, has okay. so every time he's kicked it in, uh, I think it was like eleven times inside yep. fifty this yep. year, and they've retained it. Uh, I think it was seven times. So. The next highest at Melbourne wow. is at 42%, and he's Oof. at 66%. So There's some numbers um, for you. Yeah. And speaking okay. of those numbers, people cannot see this, but the madman is not reading this. No. This is direct <laughs> from He's just throwing numbers out left, right, and center. It's like a walking football. Oh, actually, I read it today, so it's good. Uh, it was a good read to... Uh, Get that in before the podcast. Maybe, maybe we should call, call him Rain Man, <laughs> not Mad Man. <laughs> but uh, it's a great question. I, look, I don't think I'd be going out of my way to get these guys in because, yep. I mean, I know they're going to get two bites at the cherry, but I think for premium, still pick the best available or yep. you know or where, where the value is. I do think that it does mean that the rookies might be a bit more valuable. Like you get two chances for Harley Bunnell to get a good score. Um, and then I think like Mitch Hibbard from Essendon, if you're looking to bring him yep. in, yep. he gets two chances.
chances to get a good score. So because they're not doing the sort of double game score, I guess, I don't think I'll be going out of the way with the premiums other than Gorn, obviously. But yep. um, I think with the rookies, that's going to benefit them quite a bit. Again, two chances to get one good score, I think, is pretty good for super coaches. Sure. But yeah. Oh, nice. Well, thank good you question, for answering good that. Question, 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 right question. there. If you want to ask the lads a question, they are experts. I'm still. No one's still asked you about the hair, Mad Man. It is looking in pristine shape. <laughs> Tell me, man, did, have you done that before coming over? No, no, that's from this morning. Yeah, that's course. how we woke there, up. There is it. That's how yeah. he wakes up. I just put the the gel in and a bit of, bit of hairspray, and she stays stays good. Oh, thanks, buddy. See, look, <laughs> I, I got to ask that. So, if you would like to ask a question, I believe there is a section on the website, John. Yeah, there's a section on the website for. I think that might be for Pack Chat, but you can submit questions through there. Submit them on the Facebook page. Just hit us up any way possible, and uh, look, we can answer questions about about football, about life, about Supercoach, about dating for Gracie, like anything at all. <laughs> anything's on the table. We're uh, we're happy to discuss. Oh, yeah, that sounds great. Shall we jump into this round? Let's do it. And, of course, the uh, the Thursday night game, which would have been last night's game when this one comes out, is uh, the big derby between you two guys, Geelong taking on Brisbane at the SCG. I don't know who's going to talk about this one first. Maybe you, Nettie. <laughs> well, first up, luckily it's not a battle of, you know, fighting for the ladies because the madman would be killing me all over. <laughs> it is the Lions versus the Cats. Looks like we're red-hot favourites to win this one, Gracie. But Geelong, the Brisbane-Geelong game's always a tough one for me. My entire family, I'm talking my mum, my brother, my (laughs) sister, my dad, they all go for the Cats. I am the only Lions supporter in the family. You guys have always seemed to have the wood over us, really. Yeah. I'm worried, and I do not want to watch it with you tonight. (laughs) Well, that's why Fitz is sitting in the middle of us, if everyone must know. So, (laughs) no, not really. No, it's um, it's going to be a good game. Nettie, second versus third. So, um, I'm... I'm still going to tip Geelong because obviously a Geelong supporter, but I I think Brisbane will still win. Um, I think they're just flying too high at the moment. They knocked off Port Adelaide, who we all thought were you know going to be their team to beat, and they just dispatched them quite easily. Yeah, so. they made short work of them, didn't they? It was yeah. meant to be a lot closer than what yeah. it was, and mm. it was great to see. And yeah, yeah, how's Tom Rockcliffe feeling right now? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong there. No, I I think I said last week in the podcast if Harris Andrews kept. Charlie Dixon to one or two goals that they would win, and I, I don't even think he kicked a goal. He might kick one, but um, he's the best best backman in the league at the moment for mine. And you got Lockie Neal, the best midfielder, and you got you know dangerous forward line. It's it's pretty tough to beat, and you got all those young kids running around like. You'd, you'd love to be a Brisbane supporter right now. Yeah, good times, Madman. How about you, Johnny? Who yeah, are you going to go with? There's really not much to add to that analysis by Madman. He knows his stuff. But I think the only way that Geelong's going to win that game is if they change their game plan. I think uh, Brisbane's going to do to them what Carlton did to them a few weeks ago and move the ball quick, uh, take the game on a little bit, which is what Brisbane do anyway. So I think Geelong are going to have to change up their game plan to beat them. But, I mean, having knocked off Port Adelaide last week and now being the flag favourites, I think it's going to be really hard for Geelong to win it. So I'll back Brisbane, but I think it'll be a cracking game. I think it's going to be a close one, Madman, and I will be avoiding you for quite some time. (laughs) Unless, of course, we lose, then I'm sure you'll be okay. (laughs) Uh, Collingwood and Hawthorne take proceedings tonight. This one happening at Giants Stadium. Looks like the Pies have tipped to win it, but the Hawks, well, they've been okay. Yeah, we've talked about the Hawks a little bit uh, over the first few podcasts. and They're just very hard to predict, and even Collingwood are becoming a little bit that way, aren't they? So it's going to be a good battle up at Giants Stadium on the hub up there. Gracie, we've got a few debutantes, and you're going to pronounce the names for me because uh, yeah. it's been a while since we've, since we've had a few good debutantes, Nettie. So here's Gracie. With, some uh, with some interesting names here, but uh, we got, is it Atu Bossanavulagi? Oh, I, I don't think know. you nailed it, buddy. I think it you nailed it. Uh, Will Kelly, who's actually a great, of, um, 
of Craig Kelly, who, yep. who uh, won a premiership in 1990, I think, with the Pies. So, and then uh, Isaac Quainor, who was a bit more of a, a, well, a known uh, player there for Collingwood Fitzy. But probably the um, the big one is uh, Jordan Degoe managed. I don't know yeah. if that's because of what came out during the week with. Um, his thing from a few years ago, but um, his it's thing. an interesting one. Is that yeah, something you want to brush right past for someone who's got no idea what you're talking about? Or? <laughs> well, what was it, Fitz? He got, uh, well, he's been charged with um, indecent assault. Yeah, oh, 2015. Let's keep yeah, yeah so. So that was your fault, that one. <laughs> <You're> so, <right. laughs> but, um, but no, that's a, that's a big out for me, especially yep. in a game. They've lost two in a row, Fitzy, and you know they've still got side bottom out. Yeah. I know Trelaw come back in and did well last week, but they just got outplayed last week by the Bombers, and uh, I know Collingwood fought back in the last quarter, but yep. um, Essendon dominated that game from start to finish pretty much and it's a it's a worrying sign for Collingwood no I, I still can't believe Mason Cox is in that side yeah so, same, same um why aren't they giving Darcy Cameron a, a crack because yeah Cox is useless for yeah, me yeah it's a weird call isn't it and like Will Kelly is a tall forward so I'm guessing yep. they're just trying an extra tall with uh Maya Check and Cox but Cox had what two disposals last week didn't even look like he would knew what he was doing yep. honestly and he keeps going off the marking contest with one arm I don't know what he's actually doing he's six foot eleven go up and mark the damn ball he's American he's going for the dunk man <laughs> and uh and look Hawthorne's got a couple of ins as well Will Day and Josh Morris who sound like they're fresh off the finance department <laughs> those two guys I tell you what and uh I think I think, I think I'm going to back Hawthorne in this one, Gracie, but Tyler Brown's the big omission for Collingwood. Yep. Uh, he might not come back in for a while, so I'm going to be trading him if you're trying to decide who goes this week in Supercoach. I think he has to go out with a couple of other I think if you've got, you, like I know I said before, Butterick, but Butterick's been named, so it's quite easy he could come out and have a good game like yeah. Taylor yep. did last week. So I may have to change my decision there as well. I, I would, think. I think. And we've said it in the in, in the past, is it's really about cash generation and at least rookies playing. And Butterick has shown that he can score well in the past. I'm assuming his break-even's around 60 thereabouts. He can easily get that and yeah, he yeah. get a couple more weeks out of him. But, yeah, uh, dire straits almost for Collingwood this early in the season, uh, Nettie. It's it's all the off-the-field stuff, I think, is affecting their on-the-field performance. Question, question for you. Mm, is it time it. for Eddie to, to either yeah. give up media or give up yep, the presidency? He He's absolutely putting his foot in at Eddie Maguire and he needs to make a call yeah. one way or the other. I think yeah. with everything going on, he needs to shut his big mouth and get off TV or yeah. he needs to move on from the president role, yep. definitely. Exactly. He should have done that a long time ago, really. I will put my my opinion in on that yep. one right yep. there. So we're both going with the Hawks there. You yep. both, yeah? Yeah, I think so, yep. Alrighty. Well, sports bet and bet responsibly is saying Collingwood are favourites for that one. But you know, they're no madman Matt Grace. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Alright, let's swing on to Saturday's side of thing. It is the Dockers taking on the Saints. Big shout out to Jared Tigner, massive St Kilda fan. Covered by the Saints fans, man. I've, they're hitting me up all the times, and the Saints are up and about at the minute, yeah? Yeah, just wait yep. until they start losing. Then they'll all go back into hibernation. Trust me. <laughs> it's how it is. It is how it is. But, Gracie, the big in for Fremantle, of course, is Nat Fife. He's yep. back from the one-week yep. hamstring, which I did call. Um as many bad calls as I have gotten this year. That was one that was not too <laughs> that bad. That was a good call. I tell you what, they're a whole different team with Nat Fife in the side, obviously. Do you think that's enough to get them over the line against arguably one of the form teams at the comp? Well, probably not. I think St Kilda are flying a bit at the moment. Um, I mean, Hanabry out to, you know, another soft tissue injury for him, yeah, which is unfortunate because yep. he'd, he'd sort of just got back. But, um, I mean, they replaced him with Zach Jones, who's... Like for like in a way, um, provides a bit of dash, but 
Fife does help, but um, I mean, you saw, saw last week. I mean, I know they only played the Crows, but Brayshaw just dominated. Yeah, so, um, like, why don't they put him in there all the time? He shows <laughs> he can do it, but yeah. obviously Fife back, it's going to limit that. But uh, I still think the Saints will win that one. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree. I think the Saints are just up and about, and they're one of those purple patch teams. When they're, when they're up and they're playing well, they're very hard to beat. Uh, they're very solid across the board, and uh, Jack Steele might go to, to Nat Fife as well. So, yeah, I think the Saints in this one, Eddie, but uh, hopefully the, the Dockers are going to turn their season around for their sake because, of course, I'll be back in WA next week and yep. string some wins together, but we'll see what happens. And that's right. For their sake and for JSL Herbert's sake, our boy, he loves himself, Nat Fife. I can tell you that <laughs> yeah. right there. On to the other Western Australian team now, the Eagles taking on the... Well, you said these boys have got no chance in hell. They're finishing 19th, the Adelaide Crows, apparently, Johnny, if yeah. I do remember correctly, <laughs> at the home ground of the Lions on Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Eagles and the Crows, who we got? Gracie? Yeah, I think Eagles. I, I I think I picked them last week to beat Sydney, and they sort of bounced back a little bit. The I watched the first couple of quarters, and um, Kennedy and Darling were up and about early. So if they're up and about early, it, it does help. And I don't know if you saw the tweet today of Riley O'Brien tweeting his uh, yeah. his little <laughs> game prep that he has. So Nettie, he does uh, writes notes on his phone of how he's gonna you know beat his opponent this week. And nice. he accidentally posted them on Twitter, and Nick Nat, Nick Nat seen it who he's up against this week. So <laughs> it was quite funny. So it's good to see the the um, guys have a bit of fun on on the social media side. But I think um, Shuey's a big out for the Eagles, Fitzy. But I mean they got plenty of depth there in their midfield to to cover that. And um, Taylor Walker injured. I did see yeah. someone comment um, it should should or well, they've misspelt lack of ability <laughs> instead of injured. So oh, um, shots fired. Well, I tend to agree. I think yeah. most people would, but. Uh, no, I think think the Eagles will have another win. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to agree with you there, Gracie. It seems like the Eagles are starting to build a bit of form at the right time. A big win here and then a string of games back in WA means that they're probably going to hit the uh, the top eight sooner rather than yep. later. But, yeah, i tell you what, things aren't looking good for Adelaide. Uh, David McKay back in, that sort of tells you enough about how they're going, <laughs> I think. Uh, and my boy Andrew McPherson. I read a few things about him during the week. Yeah. Apparently he went through all sorts to get drafted. So good luck to him in his first game. But, uh, yeah, it's hard to go past the Eagles, I think. They're, they just they look good last week week and yep. again with that string of games back in WA I think they're going to take the, the the chocolates here but uh, one guy on the radar for a lot of people is Elliot Yo for West Coast Grace I yep. just wanted to see what you thought about him he's been on your radar um, not on mine I don't, I don't see him in my final team but I can see why you'd pick him because he mm. does have that ceiling um, so you'd probably go him over like a Kelly because Kelly's going to get it Kelly's probably more consistent uh, whereas Yo's got those biggest scores in him but as the, I guess, the lowest scores. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But, um, it's I can see why people are considering him because you can save 100K over some of those other names that we've already brought up. But uh, I'm on the fence with him at the moment. I've had him in the past and we know he's called Yo-Yo for a reason. So he's very <laughs> yeah. up and down. I but, suppose you got like Tom Mitchell's drop so much in price. Yeah. I think you'd look at going him rather than a Elliot Yo. Yeah, so. I think, look, if, I reckon if you've got six premium midfielders already, I'd look at him as your M7, M8. Like I said before, I think we're going to need to settle for some not top-line midfielders at seven and eight. Uh, Dane Zorko is another one who's going to drop in yep. price. So yep. I just think there's not enough time in the season to be getting the top level guys. So I reckon if he's going to be a seven, I'd be more comfortable over him being a six. Yep. I reckon that's yep. how I'd sort of look at it. But uh, yeah, look, I think Nettie, it's going to be a good chance for West Coast to build some form. Yeah, that's nice. And I'd just like to point out you boys just broke out into some sort of alternate language just then. <laughs> Let's go for the seven and the six and all good. I will just go on to the next game here. It is the D's and the Gold Coast Suns. Yeah, this 
this could be an interesting game, Gracie. We've got the Sun sort of uh, had the brakes hit on them last week with Matty Real, of course, going out. The big news is Isaac Rankin's coming finally for his debut. Uh, Braden Fiorini's been trying to get into that team for a whole season, oh, yeah. just about, hasn't yep. he? So, uh, and a few names back in there for Melbourne, including Harley Bennell, which is a, a lovely welcome addition. Very this much could so. be this could be almost game of the round. It'll be very close, Fitzy, apart from uh, obviously last night's game, Geelong and Brisbane. Ah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, um, another one, another out there, Fitzy, obviously Trent uh, Rivers has been omitted as well. So yes, too. that's another one to keep an eye on. Um, hopefully, you know, maybe he'll come back in. But um, for me, Fitzy, as I said before, Melbourne are really struggling kicking that ball inside 50 and you're not going to... Sp- kick a bag or big score if you can't deliver to your forwards. So yep, yep. no matter how good of a midfield you've got, no, I see Gary Lyon even had a crack at um, at uh, oh, Clayton Oliver yeah, um, yeah, I did see the that. other night. So um, that's the one thing that's probably preventing Oliver going from a, a really good midfielder to a, an absolute premium midfielder is that, yep, that yep. disposal. So if they fix that up, Melbourne are an unstoppable team. They've got the, one of the best rucks in the competition. You know, you've got Lever and May down mm. back with Salem and um, and Hibbert off the half-back line. Yeah, so yep. they've got everything else there. It's just that that disposal efficiency hurts. And yeah. um, the big out, obviously, Matt Rao. Um, I think the Melbourne will win this one, yeah. I think. Just Matt Rao's a big out for me. Yeah. You just sort of saw last week after he – I know he went down early, but um, you sort of just saw the confidence of the Suns drop a little bit. Um, they kept up with the Cats until sort mm-hmm. of – start of that third quarter but um, yeah just it's a big loss it is yeah it's, it throws the structures off quite a bit I'm going to back the Suns just to be a bit different to yourself but there's a great point about Melbourne the problem that they've gotten they've had really I guess since Jesse Hogan was around is who's going to kick 40 goals a year for them I mean this year maybe 30 goals but where are those goals coming from mm, you yeah, don't have that big forward leading out of the goal score Tom McDonald's holding his own Wiedemann's only very young still uh, I, I, I don't know I just I, I can't see them going too well until they sort of fix their structures up but uh, uh, I think it'll be a good game, and I'm going to stick with uh, the Suns for this one, Nettie. Oh, there we go. And this one, I think, will be a very good game too, Johnny. Your boys, the Roos, taking on the Bombers. Now, I'm hoping that the Roos can get this, John. Yeah. You've you got to get so this. I, I think, <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'm pretty disappointed at the effort for the Roos. Like, we should we should be at least five wins from from five, but, you know. It's, uh, <laughs> at least. Uh, I, I, every game we've been in and something's gone wrong, like that game against the Bulldogs, they just made us look like a bunch of idiots, to be honest. We should have beaten Sydney. Uh, so I'm not happy as a, as a Roos supporter, but North Melbourne's a team that can turn it around very quickly, I've found. So this weekend, man. Hopefully this, this is the weekend. week. I see Cunnington's out. Cunners is out. They should oh, that's not, upsetting. They should not have played him last week. We basically started with one less player on the yep. ground, and then Taron Thomas got knocked out. So... It's going to start in the midfield for us, and uh, you know guys like Simpton, Simpkin have been playing really well. So that's that's what's going to have to happen for us. Merit back in for the Bombers. Uh, I'm not feeling very confident, but <laughs> but I'll back them in to, to have a win and, and turn the season around. Yeah, I um I think that the the big one for me fits is Jake Stringer. He probably played his best game of AFL football last week against the Pies and probably single-handedly got the Bombers yeah. over the line until he got injured. So, big loss. He could be out for um, anywhere from four to 12 weeks. So, um, he's just he was just everywhere and just busted packs and yeah, he looked fit looked again. Um, but, yeah, Cunner's out for North. I did read an article that, that they had a fair crack at North for playing him. But yeah, so at the end should. of the day, the medical staff ticked off on it. So, um, unless Cunner's was, you know... Just not telling him something. Cunners and, um, is the man of steel. He'll play next week if he could possibly still play. Broken so, arm and all. 
But um, do you think if, if North don't win this, Fitzy, do you think the season's sort of slipping away? Oh, or? Slipping away, yes. Over, no, I wouldn't think. Yep. Um, still a little bit early, I would have thought. But we've got yep. to see something from North Melbourne. Like, you can't put up the display the last few weeks. Yep. And you know, and then expect to t- turn things around. The other game, of course, was the Hawthorne game that we, if we were, you know, if we played the first three quarters, we would have won it. So yep, yep. it's very, very frustrating to know that we can play well. Uh, it's just, it's just not happening at the moment. Yep. And honestly, I think I've, I've seen a few tweets and that about North Melbourne. But the big guy we're missing is Nick Larky because yep. now it means that Ben Brown has to push up I the think field you mentioned a lot this more. Last week. I did mention it last week, and we need him back in as that second forward. Uh, and I see Tristan Cherry's out for Tom Campbell. I don't know why the heck they've done that. So we've got Ben. Brown and a bunch of small forwards in the forward line. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I think without, I don't think Mason Wood's in the team either. So I don't know what the heck they're doing. Maybe they're going to try and exploit uh, Essendon's taller yeah. back line with some short guys. I don't really know. But yeah, warning signs, of course. For it's, North. A, it's a tough one because you, you saw um, and watching the Geelong game last week is um, Asava Radigalia had a really good game yeah. and it, it helped Hawkins out and Hawkins kicked yep. a few goals. So I think you need that second tall option up forward for sure. that can you know take the lead up mark and then kick it to the to yeah. the Hawkins or the Browns and stuff yeah, like true. that. So um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they go with just the one. And I don't know whether Goldie might spend a bit more time down there, but um, yeah, he probably will have to. I think because Tom Campbell's not really a natural forward. But the biggest yeah. issue North Melbourne's had, and we, we we could do a whole podcast on this series, Nettie, is I still blame Brad Scott for not blooding any key backmen. That's our big yeah, problem. Yep. Sam Durden's played like eight games. Uh, ben Mackay's played even less. Why are we relying on Josh Walker to fill up a team? He's yeah. Basically, you know, he's waiver wire trash. Yeah. <laughs> if we want to take a, a claim from well, I mean, he's uh, been NFL. at Geelong, he's been at Brisbane, he got delisted mm. from all those teams. Like, and, he, and look, he's a solid player, but you know, we need to have. Why isn't there someone in there who's twenty four and has played fifty, you know, fifty, sixty yeah. games yeah. like Durden or Mackay? That's the big problem that North Melbourne have got, and I think that's Brad Scott's fault. So. Just going to put that out there, Nettie. Oh, yes, indeed. Well, let's. I, I feel your pain, man. I feel your pain. How about this one, then? Port Adelaide and GWS Giants. This one looks like it'll be a pretty good one. So, Port Adelaide looking to bounce back. They, oh, the Giants are favourite for this one, actually. Yeah, it's, uh, it seems like Port Adelaide's put a massive dent in their they premiership sure hopes have, yeah. last week. But I guess it's a team on the rise, being the Giants. They're starting to play some really good footy and some handy ins. Gracie Jacobs is back in. Callum Ward's in. Uh, no one really to report on for Port Adelaide. But how do you see this one playing out? Yeah, I think um, we saw last week the Giants obviously toughed it out. And I think the guys like Green and Kelly and, and that and Coniglio are starting to you know get back to some good form. So as I, as I think I said last week, if those guys are up, they'll win. So yep, um, yep. I I think I could see them winning again. To be honest, against Port Adelaide, I think that was a massive setback last week and um, just sort of maybe brought Port back to where they probably are. Um, You know, some guys really sort of went missing, like Westhoff and um, and Dixon obviously was quiet as well. So, um, but yeah, I I would say uh, Giants just for me in this one. Yep. Yeah, not much to add to that for me, actually, Gracie. That's a good analysis. And Port Adelaide's very much like St Kilda. Like, they're really purple patch teams. They're probably the two in the competition. They win a few and then they just drop completely off. So, Mm. definitely an important game for Port. But uh, I think GWS will take this one. Got a question for you. If Port don't make top four this year, is Hinkley gone? 
Um, no, I don't think so. Or do they oh, just, just let this year slide? I think you'd be very stiff to get sacked after a, a year like this one, to yeah. be honest. Um, so I don't think so. I think he'd be in the firing line, but I don't think he'd, he'd get sacked after yep. a you yep. know a season like the one we've had. But, um, I mean, you know, those supporters, they want action. Um, so yep. I, I just don't think David Koch would be able to come out and sack yeah. his head coach. Like not, a- not within he's backed him up so much in the last two or three years. Pressure's there though. Like they've gone out and recruited all these guys and yeah. you know, got them in, and it's just hasn't True. worked for them. So that's right. I mean, especially when you've got Rockliffe and Trent McKenzie and these sorts of guys, they've brought in to yep. to win them a premiership essentially. And if they can't get it done, I mean, it's going to look pretty bad. But yeah, look, this is the game for them. I reckon Eddie, if they're going to turn this, well, not turn the season around, but they're going to really you know be a top four threat. This is the one right here. Stamp your authority against last year's grand finalists. Yes, I like that yeah. indeed. And the other team in that was. The Richmond Tigers, of course, who got it done. At the Gabba, they will be taking on the Sydney Swans. Who are we looking at here? Richmond and Sydney, boys. Yeah, I think, um, well, Richmond's a bit like a revolving door with <laughs> their changes here. So, um, I mean, uh, Prestia and Nankervis have both had um, ankle surgery. Fitzy so they'll be gone for a little while. Cochin's done a hammy, so he'll probably miss a couple of weeks. Um, Edwards and Hawley are staying home for family reasons, which is yep, fair enough. Fair. Um, but you've got, you know, look at the end, Shy Bolton, Callum Coleman-Jones, Ryler Collier-Dawkins, who could be a rookie we keep an eye on. Yep, yep. Derek Egmalesi-Smith, that's a tongue twister. <laughs> uh, Ryan Garthwaite, Jack Graham, and Marlene Pickett's a good sign there. Fitzy, hopefully yeah, he does yep. come back in. Jack Ross and Ivan Soldo. I would say Soldo will be one of the ins if um, Nan Curvis is out. Yep, so yep. Um, it's just whether or not... Oh, you really hope Pickett comes in because... Some people have probably still got him yeah, on the bench, so we just needed to make maybe an extra fifty to sixty k, yeah, just to help us get that uh, that next yeah. next premium. I've, in. Got, I've actually got high hopes for uh, for Pickett over the next few weeks. I reckon he should score pretty well while he's up in the hub there. But yep. you think with Cochin, Edwards, Hooley, and Prestia, there's four of your top five players out in one yep. hit. This is going to be a really tough game for them. But uh, check it. I, I can't believe some of the names of the Richmond Inns. Do you remember uh, Ben Jarvis Green Ellis from the NFL? Yeah. They called him the Law Firm because he had such a long name. Yeah. Check out some of these. Coleman, Coleman Jones, Collier Dawkins, Egg Molesi Smith. There's some mouthfuls right there. But um uh, look, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Sydney on this one, Gracie. They're yep. I mean, they're not playing amazing football, but I think it's more just uh the injuries and the outs for yep. Richmond. I for think sure. that's that's gonna completely change their team. Well, I mean you got most of those blokes been almost all Australian last year, yeah. right? Was Cochin? No, but he's in Ed- the squad. Like there's their top, Edwards and Holly were, I think, weren't they? And um like they're all premiership stars and um, a big in fits you another one for Sydney to keep an eye on is Dylan Stevens his name yeah. there pick number or pick five from last year yeah, so gun. he's a bit more expensive but I'd be uh, keeping an eye on him for sure yeah yeah and of course Chad Warner's coming in that's obviously David's brother Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, there's a couple of good rookie options there, actually. So keep an eye on this one. But I don't know. I think this game might be the one to skip if you're going to go out and do your grocery shopping on Sunday, <laughs> to be honest. I love that Warner joke, though. It was worth it for the Warner joke. Madman just like, <laughs> hopefully, <yes. yeah. laughs> hopefully TikTok's as good as David Warner. Yeah, that's true. Actually, one quickly, one name I will mention, Gracie, is Jake Arts from, uh, from yes. Richmond. Are you, are you getting on? Or He's what in. Your, what He's in. He'll be in for Brown for me. Yeah, okay. Oh, it yep. was for Butterick, but now that Brown's out, I'll keep Butterick. Jump and- on him. And it's just using that cash to bring in a um, a midfielder yeah. for Rao, probably. Good call. All right, last game of the round, Eddie. Last game of the round, the Blue Baggers and the Western Bulldogs. This one at Metricon Stadium. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, gee, 
I don't know, man. I, I, I don't want to talk about the Bulldogs because they beat us really badly. So I'm, I'm just getting the sulks on at the moment. Nanny. No, but, that's uh, fair, man. That's I, fair. So You're on. talking to a dude that, you know, follows losing sporting teams <laughs> nine out of ten times, except for the Lions this year, fingers crossed. Yeah, but actually this this will be a really good game, I think, to finish off the round, Gracie. A couple of handy-ins for Carlton and I guess, I guess for the Bulldogs as well. Lockie yeah. Hunter's the big one who's come back in again after his suspension. Yep. Um, and obviously Matt Suckling's back in again. Lewis Butler gets a reprieve too. Uh, for a lot of people who traded him in. Yep. I'm, I'm, I'm going to back the, the Blues to, to have a good game in this one. And, and they're, again, another one of those purple patch teams. I'm salty against the doggies. I'm not going for them. So I'm going to go for Carlton. <laughs> oh, I like it. That's that's fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. So, But yeah, as you said, Zach Fisher's a big in for the Blues. Fitzy has been missed sorely. Um, he got injured, I think, round one. And yeah. I think the breaks helped him a little bit, obviously, because he probably would have missed a lot more footy. So um, Lin Jong injured again. Fitzy, it seems to be every second week we see him on the yeah. out list injured. So... Yep. Um, I'll go with the, with the doggies. They seem to play quite well last week against against the Roos. And I don't know what they've done after those first two games. They copped absolute mm. criticism. And, and as usual, Bevo has obviously just done something and they've just turned it around. So yeah. I think the Bulldogs are a real threat again this year for me. Um, so it's just a matter when they come up against, uh, you know, a Brisbane or a, a Port or yeah. uh, one of those top sides, whether yeah. they... Um, can do it. That's right. They they, they sort of they, they Bevo's got a way of just rallying the troops. He's like Gordon Bombay, really. He's got the belief hey, of the players. Yeah. His biggest enemy really is himself when he starts yep. throwing the magnets around as we've seen or making changes he doesn't really need to on the yep. field yep. so he's got gun midfielders playing half back half forward that kind of thing so yeah yep. Colton for me but uh, there's going to be a ripping round of footy in Eddie and yep. Gracie I tell you what there's going to be some uh, some carnage for Supercoach just seeing a few of the names that are out and a few rookies coming in very much so I got a question on that last game Fitzy Tim English is he going to be the next uh, Max Gorn Brody Grundy come out of nowhere type because he is yeah. absolutely killing it at the moment. He, As you sort of said for the Bulldogs, two really bad games for him to start the year off. You would have hated to trade him after round two to come out and he went round... Well, he went One, 120, 145, yeah. and 125. But it's the possessions, Fitzy. In those three games, he had 15, 22, and then 22. So um, he's not getting many hit-outs because he's, he's still a light frame, yeah. so he's not going to win many hit-outs. But he's doing the stuff around the ground, so he's starting to become like a Brody Grundy. Mm. And then once he bulks up, he'll probably start winning those hit-outs. So, yeah, definitely um, a, a Grundy mould, isn't he? It's like yeah. the Dean Cox mould of old, just about uh, – or the Jeff White mould, actually, if yeah. you want to go back a bit yep, further. Yep. But, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. But he, he's playing some unreal football, and that's where it's starting for the dogs. Uh, yep. I guess that gives Bevo the luxury to throw McLean and all these guys into the centre bounces because English has been playing really well. But definitely his work around the ground, uh, making them look a lot better uh, than how they've played, I think. Because I sure. saw the game against North Melbourne. He kept being behind the behind the play for those kicks over the top. And he was intercepting most of them. Yep. Or at least making a contest or yep. getting it to the boundary line. So, yeah, definitely exciting times. There's a few good Ruckman coming through. O'Brien's another one once he yep. sorts his Twitter out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was a classy. He handled it like a boss too. But, yeah, no, nah, some good good uh, options this week. And definitely the weeks to come, we've got some downgrades, which is great. For sure. No, it's, uh, it's going to be a good round of footy, Netty. Obviously... Hopefully, uh, we're still good mates after last night. You think we'll punch game. on, man? I, <laughs> no. I don't want to, man. I, I like no. you too much there, no. man. He probably shorts annoy you. Whatnot. Although he yeah. already does that. So. <laughs> he does that already. <laughs> <laughs> He'll probably start talking to me. <laughs> uh, no, right. it's going to be a good round of footy. And, um, yeah, hopefully we don't have more carnage with injuries and we can have a clean weekend. Yes. Oh, very much looking forward to chatting more footy with you boys next week. And we have got a whole bunch of things on the go here at Grey Wolf at the moment. Be sure to check out Grey Wolf Wrestling featuring Billy Kay of the Iconics right there. She's not too shabby looking there, Madman. Yeah, she looks <laughs> all right from here, I can tell you that. 
Uh, I, was, I was looking at that when you first brought it. I'm like, who the hell is that? <laughs> Johnny and I, have we've got some stuff in the works, oh, don't yeah. we, buddy? We're going to talk more about that on an upcoming episode of Pack Chat. But new shows are heading your way. It's just as fresh as Madman Matt Grace's haircut, I can tell you that. But hey... <laughs> It's just about it for now. If you have a question for the lads, hit us up. Greywolfentertainment.net. Let's think about this. Net? Yes. Yes. Greywolfentertainment.net or, of course, any of those uh, social media accounts. Thank you, fellas. Thank you. It was good to have you back, Matty. We did. I did. I missed you last week. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. See, so that's did nice. I. He's yeah. he's trying to make up for. He's a little bit ignoring, isn't he, for ignoring yeah, you earlier, yeah. but he's he's busting to leave. So we better wrap this up. Yeah, definitely. We're done. <laughs> We're out. <laughs> This has been another presentation from the Grey Wolf Entertainment Network, greywolfentertainment.net.